Anna McGarry knows everything. No, he didn't. Come on. Anna McGarry knows everything. He could get it. Come on. Yay. Welcome to another episode of, if you haven't already guessed it, Anna McGarry knows everything. A show where I'm Anna McGarry and I know everything. We talk about art dig into it, love it, learn it, laugh it. This week, I'm joined by my lovely friend, Thomas Kuklinski, and we talk about Bring It On The Musical, a show that shouldn't be good, and it kind of is, for the most part. And, also, there's, I pulled a bunch of clips from the show so you could like listen to the music know what we're talking about uh those are all from the original broadway cast recording check them out they're great they're so talented i also pulled let me find it um some cheerleading music because you gotta uh that's from thunder cheer mixes on youtube so if you're jonesing for some there you go there's that um, no, introduce, introduce the podcast. Keep going. What are we going to talk about today? <laughs> I don't want to introduce it. Feels out of place, right? Feel like it's... you should be the one to do it. Okay, uh... okay, fine. Um, <laughs> so welcome, welcome to this episode of Anna McGarry Knows Everything. I am your host, Anna McGarry, and we're joined this week by the lovely Thomas Kuklinski. Um, Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I said, Thomas, do you want to talk about Legally Blonde or, or bring it on the musical perchance? And you said, I'd like both of those, please. And I said, all right. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, you know, spew a lot of shit about those, about those two shows. So uh, let's do it, you know. Uh, I put, I put clothes on for this. I didn't, I didn't shower this morning because I showered last night and I'm like, I, I don't do anything, you know. Yeah. Um. So, but I did, like, get fully dressed. Like, I have a, um... Like, three-piece suits? Whoa. Three-piece. <laughs> a three-pizza suit. No. Um, no, I put jeans and a t-shirt and hat. I'm wearing shoes right now just to really feel oh, like I'm wow. doing something. I know. That's intense. I know. I, yeah. I respect your commitment. Um, let me find my... Oh, it's over there. Tommy, I'm going to need seven seconds of vamping, okay, while I go get a pen. Yeah. Um, Okay, so um, I'm an unemployed actor currently seeking representation. Um, I'm bi-coastal. I have a house in L.A., and uh, I, but I I mean, I'm based in New York usually just for quarantine. I'm in L.A., Um, so if anybody is um, currently, you know, looking to uh you know fill out your roster um i'm available so uh if anyone from caa is listening you know anything like that um uh willing to relocate um uh, yeah all right or do you have your pen do you have your pen now do oh, i, I keep going for a while oh okay um okay. <laughs> i just loved it i loved it so much i'd like to add to anyone listening um Thomas can rock a mustache, but also can work without it. He's not attached to it. 
Yeah, I, I'm actually growing it back right now. Ooh, um, exciting. It was so I know. Like, I just we called you up out of the blue and you had a mustache and I was like, this is a new man. <laughs> I know. And and then I, I shaved it about two days later and now it's it's coming back. So that's exciting. I know. I guess let's start let's do Bring It On. Cause you were recently in a production of Bring It On and it was. So therefore you know about it. <laughs> I do. I know that show very well. Um, so I I was in Bring It On, the musical at Marymount Manhattan College. Uh, I played Stephen, who's the um, the, oh, the we boy. We don't like Stephen, right? Well, all right, hang on. Let's <laughs> let's not make judgments about the character now. Um, but he he's the boyfriend at the uh, the first school before she goes to um. Uh, uh, Jackson is the other high school. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I got to do something not that far off from myself. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, white dude from Orange County who, you know, did cheerleading because uh, I, I did for a hot second in high school, kind of. That's a whole story. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot Can you of give fun. Me, uh, a tight-ish summary of "Bring It On" the musical because oh, I have t- never seen it. I've just heard the cast album a bunch and read the Wikipedia page. Are you telling me you didn't see it at <laughs> at our university? Don't call it a university. We both know that's not true. All I right. tried well. to see it. All the <laughs> tickets always sell out. I got there. And they're like, oh, you're on the wait list. Just kidding. Don't come in. Yeah. Okay. I, tr- um, I really tried my darndest. Well. Also, you say that, Thomas, as if you have ever seen me perform in anything. Oh, my God. You are and... so correct. Um, okay. So don't come for me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know what? You're right. But I, I did like that photo of you in Dance Spirit magazine. Um, <laughs> it was very cool. Anyway. Uh, Bring It On the Musical is about um, Campbell Davis. It is Davis. That's the last name. Um, okay, so if if anybody has seen Bring It On 1, the like the, the movie, the iconic, iconic movie. Perfect. Um, <laughs> it's, oh, wait, it's not the first one. It's, um, it's not like that at all. <laughs> no, wait, no, because the story is basically the same as one of them. Uh-huh. Um, it's the third one, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's the one with Hayden Panettiere. Okay. Where, um, you know, the, the, the preppy cheer captain girl from one school gets redistricted um, and sent to a... Uh, I, I guess more, you know, underfunded urban public school um, where uh, they don't have a cheer team, but they have like a step dance team, essentially. Um, and there's a lot of crunking that's in the musical, like actually quoted. Um, <laughs> and uh, she forms the cheer team there to try to get them to... Um, uh, get to nationals so she can get revenge on her old team because it's now being run by um a crazy girl who you 
Ulern was, you know, responsible for the redistricting. She takes her, um, her old boyfriend who was that, that's who I played in the show. Um, and she, she lies to the, um, the kids at the new school being like, well, if you win, you get scholarships to go to college and you get a reality show and blah. And like, you don't get any of those things, but, um, you just get the pride of knowing you won at nationals. Exactly. But, um, so like, you know, a little bit of, I guess, manipulation tactic there, but, um, Mm -hmm point is they find out that she was lying and they all get mad at her but then they decide to go to nationals anyway um where they do not win they come in second uh to truman the first the truman is the first high school jackson is the uh second and jackson comes in second to truman is the ending Mm -hmm. but it's okay because we all sing a song called i got you and it's cute and nice and everyone's friends in the end Besides yeah. uh, the one mean girl who was not What's in the her uh, name again? ending, Ava. Ava. Yeah. Ava's like on something else. Because the Dude, beginning, you're like Ava gets the funniest song in the show. <laughs> she does. I just listened to it. It's a blast and a half. Yeah. Because um, the beginning, Campbell, our main our main girl, is like, um, something is going on. Like mm-hmm. I don't trust her. Like how? Because Originally, Campbell was, like, team captain, and then there were, like, two girls that were going to be after her. Like, should anything happen to her, like, getting redistricted? And then they get, like, done away with. One gets kicked off the team for, like, bad grades, and another Mm -hmm. gets mono. So now, like, third in the rankings is this, like, sophomore Ava. He's like, I don't (laughs) buy this shit. Like, something's not right. And her friends are like, you're kind of being a crazy jealous bitch right now. Like, you got to chill. But then she was right the whole time. So She was right the whole time. She was right. Um, Ava did it all. <laughs> yeah, it's a um it's great for like I I think just talking tonally about the movie and the musical um I think the musical actually does an all right. I think it takes itself a little bit more seriously than the movie. Mm-hmm. But I think it still has some really good aspects of that mid 2000s, like femme camp. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they can't retain all of it to make it more commercially viable for Broadway and tour like they did. But I mean, it, it it's not so far out of the realm of the bring it on universe that it's off putting. You know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. think they retain what made the franchise initially so successful uh, in the musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also brings in like the heightened drama of just being in high school where like things matter a lot. And that's like, Oh, a huge. Song that, like, I don't even know who sings it. It's, it's a guy from high school number two, right? Yeah. 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 That's um, who's he. That's Randall. He's, um, that's the... Randall. Yeah. I'm... He, Hmm. I guess they don't say his name in the lyrics enough because I've never known that. They because there's a lot of naming in each other in the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it, and I think he says his name once in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then he's maybe referenced 
twice in the whole show after that. Like, he's in the show, but they don't say his name very often, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, is does he is he on the cheer team with no. Jackson? Oh, he's just there. He okay, so he's the um he's the love interest at the second high school. Yes. Where um he's not on the team. He's like the one guy who doesn't join the team. Mm-hmm. Um but he does the music mixing for them and he's mm-hmm. like all into That's that. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh, do uh, I forgot? Is that what they do instead of pro? I can't. Okay, that that song "Enjoy the Trip" is one a great song. It's a great um, song, but to, I can't remember if that's what they do instead of prom, or if he asks her to prom there. I don't remember. Not important. Not important. <laughs> Me trying to remember the plot to a show I was in like eight months ago. Um. But anyway. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, the heightened drama of, like, being a teenager and being in high school, along with the heightened drama of, like, cheerleading. And because it's like, yeah. Um, and, like, I never did cheerleading, but I did, like, competition dance for a decade. Mm-hmm. So there's some overlap there. Because you're like, we have to, like, fucking nail this. Like, you're not working hard enough. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's so tense. And everyone's mad and crying. But it was all yeah. worth it in the end. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, I, as somebody who did competitive gymnastics, um, it also gets like that at times. It's hard because it is a much more individual sport. Mm-hmm. But when you do team challenges and stuff you know you go three up three down on scoring um where all three scores count so it 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 does get like that at points but i did um i was not officially on the cheer team at my high school like i didn't try out Mm -hmm. um but they knew that i tumbled and i was on the aerial team Uh, that's a whole other thing my high school had an aerial team yeah (laughs) Um, That's funny. Yeah, but the coach overlapped. Um, so she would have me come in and do cheer competitions if they needed another guy for numbers sometimes. Uh-huh. So I did do like one or two cheer competitions in my teenage career. And um, yeah, they're fucking intense. Like, it's <laughs> truly, that Matt experience is kind of horrifying. Um, it's almost worse than acting, I would say, because <laughs> at least if you fuck up on stage, like, you know that people are going to cooperate to um, help it get back on track. Like, if you go up or something, everyone can hopefully improvise and get there or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, fuck, dude, you fall in that, in that fucking routine. You just got to keep going. Um, yeah, there's, like, less yeah. room for error because oh. it is such a, like, these are the counts, these are the steps. You have to get from point A to point B, go up, go down. And I feel like it's when you fuck up, well, I guess when you fuck up big in either of them, it's really obvious. But, like, if you fall out of a lift, like, everyone knows that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, Where, especially because like, you're next to three other people. Three yeah, other, um, up. <laughs> you know, lift teams doing the same thing. But, 
Whereas like um, acting or dance sometimes, other like performance modes, if you like make a mistake a little bit, you can kind of finagle it and people will be like, well, they didn't know the choreography. So like, it's okay. Yeah. Know. Or like, <laughs> no, no, I, I see what you're saying. Like, um, it, 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 and I, it's so fast too. Like the music and cheer competitions is truly mm-hmm. meant to be disorienting. Like it is a fucking anxiety ridden, like nothing about that music is chill. Um, no, and all the <laughs> like mixing and effects and stuff that goes along with it, it is stressful. <laughs> Every <laughs> uh, cheer comp, like if, okay, wait, if I manipulate the mic, like, is this doing anything? I don't know. Keep talking. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. I I was going to, like, go for a gag, but I feel like it's not worth it anymore. But um... No, I, no, I want to hear it. Okay, so every cheer competition music, like, starts with whatever the name of the team is, but it's... Mm-hmm. Um, It'll be like West Coast All Stars, you know what I mean, like <laughs> stuff like that. And then it launches into like, and like it's fucking like, it's meant to just sound like a manic club music. Always remixes of Nicki Minaj, so many. Yeah. Um, and they make it faster. <laughs> and you're like, don't. Yeah, she's already screaming. Like, like she just... already makes me nervous just listening to it because I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, dude, cheer competitions are fucking wild. I did a competition where I don't remember what the lift is called. Um, I-, I can kind of put it more into dance terms where. Um, you, it's, it's like you, you have a three person team going up to do a a lib, but it's an arabesque essentially. Uh And, and then the flyer dives forward, grabs their supporting leg and kind of throws it back into a needle and then Uh flops forward. You have to catch them on their back and then shoot them back up into something. Oh God. Yeah. I don't remember what any of that is called in cheer, but uh-huh. uh, we had to do that, and we never once got it in <laughs> no, in practices, in running it, anything. We go to do it in competition, and we fucking hit it, and that was <laughs> such a proud, proud moment for my seventeen-year-old, sixteen-year-old self, uh-huh. whatever I was. Um, Oh, that shit was wild. We have gone <laughs> so far off the course of what this musical is. I apologize. That's fine. That's, <laughs> Thomas, that's the whole show. Yeah, I know. I give I know. us a topic and we veer and we meander and then we go, huh? That's crazy. Wow, the audacity of your coach to be like, I know you guys have never ever gotten this once, but we're keeping it. That's bold. Yeah, but we did. Like, that's the thing. Is like we didn't off, fucking win that shit. We definitely weren't even on podium. I don't think. But <laughs> damn, felt cool. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. Um. Uh, okay. So you're telling me Steven's not the villain of this musical? No, not at all. Okay. Um. Because I know there's 
a scene where Campbell comes over to like Ava's house and Steven's there and she's like, what the hell? And he's like, it's math tutoring. Chill. Like, yeah. is it just math? T- like, do we trust Steven? Yeah, that's the thing is um, our wonderful uh, director, Emily Clark, who uh, was my professor for years. Um, we decided together, it was more her idea, I guess, for it that the show shouldn't let Campbell be completely right because of the kind of crazy stuff she does in Act 2 with lying to people. Mm -hmm. Um, She wanted to set a little bit more precedence for something like that. Where she is a little bit... um, I don't mean this in the clinical sense, but in the social sense, like paranoid, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so because of that, we decided that it really was just math tutoring. And part Mm -hmm. of the joke is that when Steven comes in, uh, he's not wearing his shirt. Uh, Uh And the line is, um, uh, what is it? You're right. Club soda totally can get out of you who stain. Um, it's hilarious one um why does that sound like it was pulled straight from like greece that sounds like the oldest thing in the world you who is no i love you who come on i love you too don't get me wrong i like that they can't call it milk yeah but you you who isn't (laughs) you who isn't milk it's not milk it's milk adjacent it's chalk it's literally because i i was drinking it on stage earlier in the show Uh um so I would drink it every night, and you, <laughs> you look at it, and it says chocolate drink. It does exactly. not say chocolate, because I don't think they can call it milk. <laughs> they can't commit to anything. It, you can't categorize a yoo It's in a brand all its own. It's fucking great. It's amazing. That's what it is. I, it's so good. Growing up, ooh, nothing better than mom coming home from work, and she's like, here's your yoo I got from the work vending machine, and you go, thank you. <laughs> That's really sweet. I didn't have that experience, but I'm happy you did. Um, it was really nice. <laughs> um, anyway, so the um, the joke is that he, he walks in not wearing a shirt. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Steven, he goes, baby, what are you doing here? And then uh, something isn't right here. Baby, it's no big. Ava's helping me with trig. And it is just him getting help with math. And it's more Ava who's trying to, like, <laughs> sow the seeds, but Stephen doesn't know. That's what we landed on, because Stephen is just there to have a good time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't mean, like, there at our house. I just mean, like, in the world. In life, in yeah. existence. He's just hanging out. <laughs> Exa- much like me. You know what I mean? So, um, no, we decided that he is not cheating on her in that moment. Um, even though... Later in this, okay, so there's a whole recurring thing in the show where Stephen and Campbell do a uh, a song for whenever Campbell is feeling bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, happy kitties, sleepy puppies, baby ducky, sparkle ponies. Okay, it's like a cute little thing uh-huh. that they do. And where they trade off lines. And he goes to do it with Campbell in that scene to be like okay like baby calm down and Mm -hmm. ava joins in the lyric 
at the oh, end. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's part of the joke. And in the, I think in the original production, that's when you're supposed to be like, oh, Stephen is cheating on her, bro. And instead, we directed it as I shared something personal about Campbell with somebody else that I shouldn't have. Yeah. And not, because I, I, I just think that it's a little too easy to be like, oh, he's cheating on her then and there. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I like it better as a slow burn anyway. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, um, that is that scene. And that's my <laughs> justification for why Steven is not the bad guy and bring it on. He's like definitely clueless to a fault, but yeah, he's not masterminding shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I like that element of it. Cause it's, cause you know what? Women be villains too, you know? <laughs> um they especially in musical theater oh my god like (laughs) no no genre has championed the female villain archetype like (laughs) musical theater (laughs) what what are some good musical theater villains well the first one that pops into my head is uh um in gypsy mama rose isn't mama rose villain though i don't know um I don't know. Gypsy doesn't quite. It's it's hard because Gypsy is so well written, and Rose's mm-hmm. turn is such a good song that I can't quite. Or I don't know. Maybe I need to listen through the whole thing again. Maybe I'm talking out my ass, but I don't. If that song and that show feels a little bit more like I did what I had to do, and here's why, and not like. I did this to hurt you, but you know what I mean? Well, it's not, I don't think it's that she actively set out to hurt her children. She mm-hmm. was just like, I, like, I'm putting all of my hopes and dreams into you and I'm going to push you so hard so you can make my dreams come true. Cause I didn't make them come true. Cause I feel like all she wants is like her time, her moment. And like that ship's kind of sailed. So she's just like putting everything on her kids. And I don't think that's cool. Definitely not cool, but is it villainous? It's not good. I don't know. I don't. I don't <laughs> think it is. I don't. I don't think there's anything villainous in that. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, what what else can be said about? Uh, I guess Steven's character, if that's, if, if you have any more questions about it, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy to, to answer. Into the head of Steven. Does Steven have a last name? Uh, yeah, I can't remember what I said, but I definitely did some journaling pertaining to that. Um, mm-hmm. Important. Definitely important. Uh, his dad is, was an entertainment lawyer is what we decided. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Cause that's like the most, I don't know if I don't know if your listener base knows anything about Orange County, California and like um that whole like Huntington Beach region um but it's essentially um uh it would be south. Yeah, it's south it's the area south of LA. Um that is very affluent and like kind of conservative sometimes. Um but, like, a lot of entertainment lawyers out there. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that kind of whole uh, personality type. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Is Steven's mom in the picture? Steve, yeah, his whole family's in the picture for okay. sure. Um, I'm trying to remember what I said. The last name was something like so bougie white. You know what I mean? I can't uh-huh. remember what it was though. Um, if I ever find out, I will. I will let you know. That's in my notebook that I left in New York. Uh-huh. That's um, well. Now you have a reason to come back. Yeah, when I'm moving out my shit uh, in July, I'll I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> I'll be on the edge of my seat. Oh, I know. Two months. Ugh. I keep on sipping my iced tea. I'm sorry. My goodness. That's okay. Um, <clears throat> let me thank. Uh, yeah, because it does come out at the end. Ava basically did everything. Like, she finagled away. Like, her mom's on the school board. Yeah. So she was able to transfer um, Campbell and her best friend, who I think was just a casualty. I don't think that was part of the plan, really. Uh, Bridget? Yeah. Yeah, Bridget is, is like, the um, tangentially related friend at the first school where she's mm-hmm. the mascot, and then she also gets redistricted, and that's where her and Campbell really become, like, friends, pretty much. Campbell's not mean to her at Truman, but they're not, like, kicking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they do it at Jackson. And there's that, like, cute opening when it's their first day of, like, they're in the second school Jackson, and Campbell's like, I don't fit in. I don't know what's going on. Because she's never, like, felt that in her life. Yeah. And her friend Bridget is like, she's like, hey, girl, I'll tell you how to hide. Like, here's how we do it. Like, look down. Don't talk to anybody. I got this covered. <laughs> yeah. It's a, that's a really fun number for sure. Uh, musically pretty interesting. I don't know. It, it's funny because when you look at how the, the show is written, it's, half I think I think it's Tom Kitt it's half Lin-Manuel Miranda and half Tom Kitt I believe mm-hmm. um I'm gonna double check that right now I know Lin's definitely in there I don't know if oh no, no, no for sure I'm just double checking that um it is Tom Kitt yeah mm-hmm. um and that's not to say they're like I'll take this song you take this song but I just mean you can hear the clear distinction in um who took lead on what song mm-hmm. i guess what would i know like tom kit from what else has he done tom kit he did a uh, next to normal he oh, was okay. also if then i believe here to perform the oscar nominated gorgeously empowering song let it go from the oscar winning animated movie frozen please welcome the wickedly talented one and only adele dazim mm. um let me double check. Yeah, I like that. Uh, if then, Freaky Friday, hello. Um, the movie, or is there a musical? There's a musical. Is it, when? When did that happen? Uh, 2016. Oh, I yeah. feel like that had to have like opened and closed real quick. I feel like I missed that. It was never on Broadway. Oh, okay. It no, it, it did... Um, uh, some regional engagements, and then they filmed it uh, for the Disney Channel. Wow. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, no, I, I missed that whole thing. Interesting. 
Oh, he he's also doing um Almost Famous, that musical. I didn't know that was I I did know that was him. I just forgot. If I'm, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. Um anyway, um so <laughs> that that opening song is like I think the first kind of uh Lynn Manuel Miranda heavily, you know, inspired or influenced song in the show if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Um I, it's fun because it's a nice, like, really easy power dynamic shift. Because when Campbell, like, is at her old school, like, she's God, basically. Like, she's ascended. (laughs) She's gotten everything she ever wanted. And then it's just, now, like, the weird girl that, like, no one likes is like, let me tell you how it goes. Definitely. Um, that, oh, man, that song has one of the funniest lines in the show and it's not on the um cast recording but it's huh? um oh it is on the cast recording i just didn't think it was funny how she said it like how is it when she wants to go crunking in the parking lot no 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 oh. it's um <laughs> uh you're looking fine girl jinkies no one's ever called me that before except for a hobo once and my youth pastor and <laughs> um the youth pastor line is so funny um it is funny you looking fine baby sorry what i say you looking fine jinkies no one has ever said that to me before with the exception of a hobo once in my youth pastor it's it's just not that funny on the recording but when fran uh, Francesca Andres again for any agents um, <laughs> did it uh, in the the Marymount show. It was hilarious. <laughs> she really used it. I liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> anyway. I like it because it happens and then it the song keeps going on. They're not like let's let's dig into that. She's like, oh my youth pastor, moving on. <laughs> oh, there is a musical transition literally two beats after. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's wonderful. It's good writing. Um, what else can be said about that? I don't know, I'm uh, thinking about Bridget in general. I think she has a nice arc throughout because she starts off like insecure, mm-hmm. uh, aren't we all? Um, hey now, hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> and like some guy at Jackson is like, Oh, I like her, and then his friends are like, Um, she's fat, that's gross, you're stupid, and he's like, Everyone stop being mean to Bridget, <laughs> like, everyone chill, yeah, twig. Uh, mm-hmm. played by Gabe Hernandez again. Uh, what so funny, like, a, a great, a great character, truly, a really, um. Twig is great because his writing both in the book and in the music is probably some of the best on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it, it's hard because I, the show definitely crosses the line into being <laughs> no fucking pun intended, cross the line as the song. I was going to say. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Wow. Um, How do we know who we are unless we cross the line? How do we know who we are unless we cross the line? 
Bridget kind of, man, this is hard because I know that Fran said shit like this so well and so Uh eloquently because we actually had to have a lot of, you know, group discussions where I did not offer anything, but like there were a lot of discussions in terms of how, uh, I guess more marginalized groups or um, how certain body types and, you know, ethnicities are represented in the show. Yeah. And anytime we had those, I would, I would just like, I'm not piping up for shit. There's nothing that I have to say here. That's going to be intelligent or warranted. Um, mm-hmm. But just coming down to like how, Bridget kind of obviously is the bigger character is meant to written to be the bigger character in the show Mm -hmm. and um, has to have a I I guess a a self-love redemption arc in the show even though it's not like um, I'm trying to like remember correctly but i don't think anyone at truman is necessarily mean to her for her weight like a lot of the i guess cold shoulder or bullying that she gets in truman comes more from her like awkward tendencies and the way that she talks too fast and blah 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 like uh-huh. Again, do we not... at the beginning spend enough time with Truman to like really establish much of what that vibe is? Because I know they get shipped off to the second school like pretty quickly. You you see Bridget's um cheer tryout at oh, Truman, okay. and Bridget has like this, I guess, short monologue is how you would categorize it. Uh-huh. Um. Where she goes, like, my mom says that if I don't get on the team, I'm going to live in an unfurnished condo in Fresno and blah, 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 Like, you know, just, like, fucking rapid fire, like, way too much information, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Uh, she, like, acts like a robot at one point. Like, so <laughs> it's more that the bullying comes from, like, or the, the exclusion, I guess, is what it would be, comes from a more, um, you're too nerdy to hang with us place and then it does like we don't want to hang out with the fat girl you know what I yeah. mean mm-hmm. um, and then it, it's hard because Ain't No Thing is such a good song but it is a good song who like again because I haven't really seen seen it mm-hmm. who is who else is in that song like with her who are these mysterious people uh that's nautica and la cienega oh okay who are um the two two of the like i guess head honchos at jackson Mm -hmm. with um oh my god what's what's danielle i was gonna say what's caitlin's character's name we don't travel in groups but the truth is we do have a dance crew and now like how in a way the song i guess loosely fetishizes in a way you Uh, know what i you know what i mean um yeah i can see that i need to like really sit down and do a very close textual analysis but i definitely see what you're saying um 
Because it's get- one thing to be like, your body is like wonderful because it's your body and you live in there and awesome. And I think there is a degree of that. But also tacked on is like, you look this way and that's awesome because it makes you hot and then boys will like you and that like you get some value from that. That is a is, great lesson for anyone. <laughs> that is a much, much better way of saying what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm I'm not <laughs> good at we're working it out. <laughs> I'm not good at articulating like things that matter. I can only spew bullshit about, you know, I like ironic sarcasm, whatever. But um uh-huh. Yeah, but just the line of like um why walk around like you're made of asbestos when twig loves your um twig loves your something your thighs and your breastis like i think eyes is the first one is it eyes i couldn't remember i think it might um, be eyes i don't know just like stuff like that where it's like hmm and yeah it, why it's, would you be like, sad a boy likes you <laughs> exactly yeah like that's where it's like oh all right hang on a minute so you got a little baby fat it ain't no more thoughts on it ain't no thing first off let's get it out of the way the use of asbestos in a musical theater song absolutely inspired such a weird choice weird pull okay the word breast is i hate it i've always hated it i hate it in whatever song that is jay-z says it in your breastuses are my breakfasts your breast is my breakfast it's, um, mm it's not for me. And glaring oversight, um, the character, La Cienega, is a trans woman. What? How did I miss that? Um, I was, I was re-listening to the song. I was like, wait a second. I knew that, like, years ago when I first, uh, started listening to this show. Uh, go on the Wikipedia just to confirm like, what I'm pretty sure of, and, uh, yeah, according to Wikipedia, which, eh, it's a source, uh, first Broadway musical to feature a trans character. I don't know if that's true, but (laughs) there's certainly, I don't know many musicals that could be set for. When I was trying to look up a little bit more about this character, um, I saw some, like, reviews talking about La Cienega as a drag queen and not specifically mentioning her as a trans character. Um, and I, I didn't read every single article, so putting that out there, but just point of order, clarification for everyone, and myself included in this. Um, drag, different than being transgender. Drag is a temporary, deliberate performance of gender embodying some other identity um, who may have different pronouns than the person portraying them, whereas 
being transgender is like a permanent personal identity and is part of their like lasting sense of self. So yeah, they're different things. <laughs> so that's good. That's awesome. Originally played by Gregory Haney. Um, and I, I was on his website just to see what his whole deal was. And if you want to go look at his resume, one of his special skills is infectious laugh. Noted. So having a trans character in this song, it, it amplifies like the kind of self-acceptance narrative from just being like about Bridget and her body to also La Cienega and her body and her, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing a great job here. La Cienega seems to be a character who is comfortable in her body and with who she is. Uh, I don't believe we get much backstory on her, um, but I feel like it's safe to assume that, like, as a trans woman, that process of self-discovery and empowerment is often a very difficult one. I know it's difficult for me just as a cis woman and the struggles and like societal pressure and just the danger that trans people have on top of everything else. It is ridiculous. It's not okay. Um, so I think that I guess is to the credit of the writers and the song a little bit to have La Cienega come in and be like kind of representing like hey I am already more comfortable with myself and who I am and that is like exciting and feels good and I want to help you Bridget get there too so that's good um I think it is valid to call out um their leaning on Twig likes you, he thinks you're sexy, therefore you are. And that's not to... It definitely is an amazing feeling to feel like you are loved, to feel like someone is attracted to you, and like emotionally, physically, all of that. Those are amazing feelings and can be very affirming, but that is not what you want to base your self-worth on. Your self-worth needs to come from an internal place, because that is something that is consistent that you can always return to, no matter if, like, your boyfriend at the time or whoever, like, they'll come and go, they'll be really shitty sometimes, um, so establishing, establishing yourself as, like, your source of power and strength and love, and I think the song does veer into that more at the end. Uh, in the next part, in the next clip I'm going to play, there is the line, you can get love, you can give love, long as you love what you've got. So that kind of is saying what I'm saying. <laughs> um, like, to receive love and give love to others, you have to have some level of love for yourself. Not that you, 
not that they are exclusive. We can talk all day like, you'll never be able to love another person until you love yourself. And okay, whatever. Um, (laughs) Because loving yourself is very, very difficult and a lifetime process. I'm rambling. I'm really rambling. Um, I don't know. I think this is... These are just very important ideas to me. Things that are, like, very personal. And as someone who I'm... Like, this is the journey I'm on as well. As an individual, as a woman, figuring out how to love and care for myself in a society that doesn't, really. Um... I don't even have it that bad. Like, yeah, I'm a woman, but I'm also a white woman, a straight woman, and those are, like, pluses for me. Those um, align me more with the dominant culture, and the dominant culture still supports me much more than it does um, the LGBT plus community, um, black women, women of color, um... This is really veering. <laughs> so it ain't no thing. It's um, the pros and cons. Pros and cons. So here's that other clip. You can give love. You can get love long as you love what you got. The end of the song is great, though. That, and that, it's the cut that a lot of um, people do for an audition. I've been hating on myself unnecessarily. Uh, I should uh, celebrate being me or whatever it is. I can't remember. Uh-huh. But the, the ending is good. The ending is a yeah. great message. It's just how you get there. That's a little bit like. Yeah. And also, I think like where they're going and saying like, no, but this guy likes you. Why are you sad? Um, I think that's very on brand for, like, high schoolers, you know? I think... Yeah. I know definitely myself when I was little. When I was little. Oof. When I was (laughs) in high school, I was like, if I had a boyfriend, I'd have no problems. Interesting. Um, (laughs) Like, that kind of, like... Funny how things change. Uh... (laughs) Funny! (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then again, it was written, like, all by adults, performed by adults, pretending to be teenagers. So, like, we didn't necessarily need that. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to know. Uh, coming back to the whole, like, how I think the show retains some of the campy irony, it's hard to know where it starts and ends in the musical a bit. Because how huh. musical theater is just, or commercial musical theater, I should say, um, has for better or for worse, a um, ultra-sincere tint to it. You know what I mean it, when mm-hmm. I say that, if that makes sense? I um, so. So it's just, there are lyrics in that song where it's like, is this meant to be kind of crazy, or is this trying to really be the message? Yeah, are they really meaning what they say? Or they're like, ooh, like, isn't it funny because I'm saying whatever, yeah. Yeah, you it's can also like say like um Bridget's arc on the whole 
is kind of she like learns to love her body and herself awesome cool and like gets a guy along the way and that's like a nice story but then you can contrast that with I feel like in Hairspray you kind of have like I don't know you have someone who's like the more overweight character and people can be like bitchy and shitty about that but I feel like in Tracy's story it's not so much like oh I hate my body she's like I can dance I can sing I'm hot shit and she kind of loves herself the whole way through yeah for sure yeah and that like is something that could have been done here you know uh to your point about her getting a man along the way Mm -hmm. uh again shout out to Emily Clark because she's just good at what she does but um just like how Steven is not the villain he's just kind of a doof um and she like made that choice and made choices supporting that uh Mm -hmm. Bridget and Twig don't technically end up together in in the version that she directed no um Mm -hmm. there is a scene with Bridget showing off her hickey um and Twig oh my god the line sucks I hate this line in the show Uh but she comes in and he goes, I'm like Jackson Pollock with suction. Um, oh, what? I, yeah, that's a lot. Um, it's a lot, and it also doesn't make sense to me. I I agree. Jackson but... Pollock is most known for, like, dripping paint. That's not interesting. <laughs> I guess, well, yeah, just like he's an abstract artist with his mouth is what the... That's gross. Is, well, that's the thing, is in... Uh, uh, Fran, when that happened, would actually take Gabe's arm off her shoulder and kind uh-huh. of, and kind of just be like, "That's insane." And um, so it's meant to be that like Bridget does get a guy in terms of like conquest, I guess, but doesn't have to commit to him just because he's the first guy to ever show interest in Uh her. It's not like, oh, happily ever after. It's done for them. Like, it's... There's more there. It's not Yeah, which I think was a very, very smart choice. And a better way to contemporize the story, even though it's not that old. When Um, did it come out, do you know? The musical? Yeah. Uh, 2012, I want to say. Okay, I was thinking around then. Yeah. Interesting how things age. How? <laughs> oh, <they> hindsight. Age. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> all right, I'm gonna try to engineer <laughs> a new topic for us. Yeah. We're gonna try our best. This is also difficult because I haven't seen it. Haven't seen a full stage production. Um. There's also the element of like race and class in this musical and I'm not I don't know how well that was done I don't want to say how well that was done at Marymount but like the demographics there can make things difficult so I don't know um but you get the vibe that Campbell's coming from Truman's the first one yeah yeah oh like well off it seems like majority white high-income school and then coming to like a more diverse school um in student population in culture and i know there's one of those songs i think it's like their first real competition where they qualify where jackson qualifies for nationals 
one of the girls on the Truman team is being real bitchy. And yes. She's like, we're better than them. So like, it's fine, whatever. But she's obviously super intimidated by it. And you're like, yeah, little girl. And one of the lines is, uh, I love how they're so street. And you're like, ooh, don't say that. Yeah. You can't, don't do that. <laughs> and I, I don't think that's, obviously, that's the writer saying, like, this character is being problematic right now, which is different than the show being, yeah. Oh, 100%. You gotta, if you're gonna do that, you gotta lean into it so hard that people get it. You yeah, know? it has to be obvious what the show thinks about that line or that character. Yeah. They're going to nationals? Well, what about us? And today's winner is... Truman High School! See? We're better, 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 better. It's nice that they compete. They're sweet i love how they're so street but do i need to repeat we're hotter we're richer our uniforms cuter and we're so much better than them oh yeah elaine uh, that was Lane Seaman playing that character. Or uh, Lane Cassidy is her professional name now. That's that's on me. Um, <laughs> but um, if I'm remembering remembering correctly, she on I love how they're so street would kind of squat down, do a double peace sign, and cross it. So it like, and I think we did get audience groans, which is good. You yeah, want that. That, is, like, that that should be the reaction to someone saying that because it's that's such like a coded heavy thing she's dropping there without hard, like, yeah, much thinking about it because it's saying like it's just like white supremacy basically to like really take it to that level because it's yeah. saying like what I do, like my kind of cheerleading. Like, this white, upper-class, super-rich, like, snooty-tooty thing, that is peak. That is what is good. And anything that is other from that is, that's not it. It's worse. It's less than me. And, uh-oh, like, that includes a lot of, like, minorities and other kinds of cultures that aren't just very, very white definitely so just oh in one line you're like oh <laughs> um yeah and there uh i'm trying to think of other parts of the show that kind of i don't know if it's veer ever... into being truly problematic because there are a lot um mm-hmm. uh especially i'm pretty sure in act one more when we get introduced to the world of jackson um the one that comes to mind and again it's hard because this is meant to be written this way um but the first time you meet randall uh the line it's a dialogue between him and cameron who's one of the other uh characters at jackson and it's um uh you got the stuff chopped and screwed oh yeah damn, I can't wait to use it. And it's, like, written to be, um, it sound like it's, like, dime bags, like he's selling weed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
what's up, man? Yo, what it do, kid? You got the stuff chopped and screwed it. Damn, I can't wait to use it. Telling you it's cracked, so don't lose it. Check it out, it's that cute Campbell soup, kid. Campbell. I'm sorry, who's this? Are you guys selling crack? Don't be stupid, dude. It's a memory stick full of music. I'm sorry I'm such a doofus. I'm jumping to conclusions, I'm useless. Hey, it's cool, you're new, you'll get through this. Right now we stick out like two toothpicks. Oh no, I guess I chopped and it's... screwed it. I, I associate screw with a grinder, but it's not uh, because... Because the line after that is, I'm telling you it's I'm telling crack, you so it's crack. It. Yeah, exactly. So, um... Um, it would have been funnier. Rolls in and is like, are you guys selling drugs? Well, the line is, are you selling crack? Don't be stupid. And Uh I think, I don't know, this is kind of on topic, off topic. But if I were writing this, I would make it sound more like it's weed and then have the joke be her saying, are you selling crack? When Uh it's obviously meant to be about weed. I don't know. Missed opportunity for double joke there. Uh, <laughs> don't know why they didn't write it that way. It would have been funnier. Also, yeah. much less problematic, too. Hello. like, um, Is it problematic, though? I feel like it's kind of critiquing Campbell and her instincts to be like, oh, these students at this poor, diverse school are all doing drugs and selling drugs, and that's scary. Oh, no, 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 no. correct. Um uh-huh. I yeah I don't know what my point was ah, I fucking again dude I'm trying to rack my brain through the, um, <laughs> because uh, again we had to have these discussions in the rehearsal process um, and I'm trying to you know try uh, I guess pull quotes or instances from um you know, the the black cast members who had such valid concerns about the show. What else? Oh, I was just going to say, um, like, the contrast between the two schools being, like, uh, race and economic, that's something I really like in the first, like, the OG Bring It On movie. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, the white high school and the black high school. And the girl from the white high school, who's cheer captain steals all her choreography and cheers from like the black cheerleaders at that school who get no love no funding no respect and then comes and puts it on her little white kids and they get adored and championships and all this stuff and you're like "Uh, yeah that's how life works that's on the nose (laughs) yeah that that first movie is fucking incredible um definitely not without its flaws and i if i watched it today i'd be like oh no the, yeah, sure. yeah 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 the, we we watched it uh-huh. um as a cast during basically right before tech we couldn't be in the theater because they were loading in or something oh and the bed bugs what it wasn't one of the bed bug times no not not one of the <laughs> bed bug scares thank god um <laughs> But nor one of the bomb scares. Um, but a lot of scares. <laughs> yeah, a lot of scares at the mount. Um, but we we watched the original movie, which again, I mean, the third one is so crazy. So actually, I'm not even going to say we should watch the third one because um, <laughs> none of them really hold up that well, I guess. But um, it. It's more of the, there's a lot of like, 
I guess kind of like sex I guess like sexual assault jokes in the first movie oh no yeah (laughs) that's not cute at all yeah there's a and again it's also like such a time capsule of like early 2000s shock comedy Mm -hmm. um so I'm not saying it comes out of nowhere or doesn't have predecessors like it's of its time for sure yeah but there i just remember there being a line about um how one of the flyers doesn't wear underwear or something and they they talk about throwing her up into a chair which is a move where um you have the flyer sitting on the base's hand essentially um Mm -hmm. and one of the guy bases um says something to the effect of i can't help it if i slip a digit in or something like that Ah, yeah and it's just like oh god that is not cool man um (laughs) man that's such a mm, yeah this is part of the musical too but i also think it's just part of high school in general where it's when they're trying to recruit guys at jackson to join the cheerleading team they're like come on don't you want to be surrounded by like hot women all the time yeah and that like, that is okay. a line and uh it's all happening for yeah, sure like i get what you're doing you're like they don't respect cheerleading as like an art form or as a sport they think it's feminine and stoop feminine and therefore bad um mm-hmm. so like you're trying to trick them but also that's not cool that's not a cool thing to do and like that's that same argument gets brought up all the time with like getting boys into dance you know yeah yeah um same thing with gymnastics in a in a in a way i definitely Mm -hmm. remember there being like like growing up and i like i don't even know who was saying it i can't even remember specifically but um having people be like well, yeah, people say boys' gymnastics is not manly, but, like, you get to hang out with the girls in leotards all day, and I'm like, that's not why people do this at all. Yeah, and that Um, shouldn't (laughs) be, like, the promotion for it. No. I understand you're trying to hook people in, but that's not, I don't think that's the good way to do it. You should be like, oh, hard work. Look at all this amazing stuff you're going to be able to do. You're going to make friends, be part of a team. There's so many other selling points. Like, it's it's not about that. It's not, like, coming in to objectify the women. Yeah, that's Especially just... when you're, like, a child. Like, why are you pushing, like, Yeah, I'd be hearing that when I was, like, kids. fucking 10, 11. And I'm like, that's... Like, re- retrospect now, I can look back on it and be like, that was crazy that people yeah. would say that to me. Um, <laughs> woof, man. Fucking woof. too much. Um, um, oh, another thing that I don't like a ton about the first bring it on movie is like the romance with kirsten dunst and whoever the hell because you're like okay i guess they like each other whatever but really they just didn't want kirsten dunst and eliza dushku to fall in love that's all they said you know so they Um, gave her a boring brother (laughs) i'm going to fight you on this Uh because it is responsible for one of the hottest non-sex scenes in a movie of all time and i think you know what scene i'm talking about do you are we on the same page here 
if you give me like one hint, the fucking toothbrushing scene the between toothbrushing, the toothbrushing Kirsten so Dunst <laughs> and whoever that guy is is so hot. Is just, so hot. Just brushing their teeth. It is so <laughs> tense. It, it like it makes me long for a, a pe- that time when I, I again I'm only you know. I, I, my birthday is in like three days so I'm only 22 looking back on being like fuck I wish I could be 17 and and brush my teeth with my and, sister's hot friend <laughs> and no and just like be that fucking like nervous about meeting somebody you know yeah. what I mean because that yeah. doesn't happen anymore especially in fucking quarantine um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's I the scene is just great because it does like encapsulate that really awkward like teenager um what do you do i don't know it's uh, it's it's just so fuck there's so much sexual tension in a scene about brushing teeth and i love uh-huh. it it's so good <laughs> yeah. um oh i was going to say the musical it doesn't mm-hmm. feel it's not super Really, it's not really romantically driven at all. Like the main thing, and it seems like every iteration of Bring It On is like women having ambition and like yes. wanting to be the best and really good at cheerleading and make some friends along the way. And I like that. <laughs> yeah, um, that is uh, the the big reason Marymount did it, pretty mm-hmm. much, because um, they're not always the best at doing. Um, you know, women's stories or yeah, women leading characters. Uh, and they they really tried it, and it worked out very well. And I'm happy with it. Yeah. I'm happy that Mary mounted the show. It was um very necessary um, in the because I'm tr- I'm trying to think about what we did the year before. Um, we did Tommy. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 War and... What was the... Oh, Starlight Express. Like... Oh. Yeah. It, it Express. Was, it, it was just a lot of, like... Tommy is a lot of men. Mm-hmm. Want, I mean, there is, you know, the mom, but still. Um, and Lovely War is, like no real leading character in it that's the whole point of the show um and then starlight express is just like like crazy crazy choice for a college to do it should Um, be criminalized i hate it oh i love the production let's not i'm obsessed with it don't get me wrong but i also think did you see it i saw it twice oh did was m one of the stage managers on it yes she was Yeah, yeah yeah that's why okay I loved it. I loved that production. I cried. I was front row. Um, (laughs) I'm not kidding. But all all this to say, um, it's not like Marymount did a great job of uh, female representation the year before. Um, Yeah. Or I I mean, we've only been there so long, but just seems to be a trend I've heard about consistently. Yeah. You know, and that's especially tough when like the majority of like your actors are women and it's like how are you not gonna give them Um, stage time (laughs) i mean 
I think the programs are for for both BFA acting and musical theater are a little bit more evenly split than you think. Oh. Um, however, the school on the whole is definitely seventy thirty. So yeah, that that is where you should be looking to for like holy fuck. <laughs> If we uh-huh. want the student body as a whole to come see this, what stories sh- uh, stories should we be telling? You know. Yeah, and that's an issue in like the arts in general. Like I mm-hmm. know most about it in dance. Like the majority of dancers, like just growing up or professionally, are women, and yet the majority of big choreographers, company owners, company directors, all men. And you're like, interesting how that happens because they're <laughs> outnumbered. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? And that's something that happens all the time with like plays and musical theater like the book the whole production team like all men and you're like why yeah definitely (laughs) and this was made by all men right because it was uh lynn and tom i don't know who else was involved book by jeff witty okay uh lyrics by amanda green all right amanda okay amanda (laughs) yeah i'm i'm taking a look at um her other credits right now. What else did uh-huh. she do? She did hands on a hard body. Wow. I don't know what that is. It's another, it's not surprising uh, that she did this. I mean, uh, it's another um, musical, but it's about a competition. Uh, have you never heard of these competitions where people like you touch a truck and the last person touching it wins it yeah 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 i i mean i feel like i've only seen those um from like teen tv shows i didn't know that was a thing yeah that's a real thing that happens sometimes wild (laughs) uh and there's a musical about it uh it's Ah! it did not live very long uh but it but it happened (laughs) um it was on Broadway, which is kind of, like, fucking crazy to think about. But wow. they they did it. That's wild. <laughs> um, what else to say? I love Bring It On. I do. Um, I could never have predicted that I would do that show in college and that I would enjoy it that much. Uh-huh. Um, it's very fun. Um crazy as it is i think it has i don't know can i say this i don't know no one i don't i i don't think anybody from the show's creative team is listening (laughs) (laughs) um i hate i think it has one of the worst finale songs of any show ever um Uh i got you is just bad um it's so disgustingly like saccharine sweet and cute that it, it doesn't add up, I think, with everything that came before it. It feels so unprecedented in the show. It feels so really childish, too. I, the, it was not always the uh, finale of the show. Well, what were the previous iterations like? Uh, okay, I only know about this because... Um, shout out uh, uh, Jason Gautet, Mary Mount alum, who was randall in the original production oh, or really? I, I guess on broadway um because mm-hmm. he did not do the first uh staging but 
they were in previews doing it in one of the out of towns. I think it might have been the the LA out of town because I know that they were here first. Um, maybe not LA. Don't quote me. But uh, <laughs> they were in previews and they changed the finale. It it was I got you, and uh-huh. then they changed it to be like he described it as like this beautiful ballad medley of music in the show and everybody Mm -hmm. would kind of circle around Campbell and it was a much more, I guess, holistic retrospective of everything that had happened. Uh Um, And then it was like, kind of like a a slow fade to black. And he says that it was like beautiful and it felt so good for the cast and apparently the team comes back after uh curtain down the team comes back and they go we're back to i got you um <laughs> yeah i know which is like come on um that's his telling of the story oh. um or i guess my telling of his story um oh. uh, is what i should say but um yeah i got used just a little too um sickly sweet for me um yeah and I don't know if that's just because um at my studio for like two years I saw a competition dance to that where it was all like 11 year olds yeah you know and I was like this is on brand for them and then I was like oh that's from this musical about (laughs) really intense high schoolers that like I don't know because I think it's a nice sentiment like the switch from uh, I don't know, Campbell's, like, super driven the whole time, and it seems like it's kind of, like, all about her in the beginning. She has that song, like, One Perfect Moment. She's like, this is all Amazing I want. Amazing song. God Amazing damn. song. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, she's 17, and there's only, what, what's it? Um, I don't I'm know. 17. There are so many things that I can't control. Can't, is, is can't the control. Uh, Which is a great I, lyric. Um, it's great. It's that's what seventeen is like. <laughs> that's what being um, twenty two is like right now too. Uh, yeah, that's wild how that like. happens. Uh, <laughs> um, but like that transition to the end, where it's like, oh, we're all friends. We're all part of a team. Like it's not just about you as the individual. And she like learns along the way that, like being happy and having a fulfilled life or even cheer career isn't about like crushing the routine you know that's not all what it's about yeah it's a good sentiment and i even in i got you i think there are some all right uh lyrics um uh time rolls on i don't know how all we have is here and now before you know it high school's in the past racing through our senior year but while we're here let's make the moment last that's a pretty good lyric you know what i mean that's there's some good stuff in there but the overall feel is like disgusting (laughs) yeah 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 it's just a little too sticky if that makes sense oh oh, it makes sense tommy i get it i got you i got you
like Venus and Serena. <laughs> Enough. I think there are two key changes in the back half of the song. I could be wrong. I don't have the score with me. Um, it just feels so musically confused. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I guess is the best way of saying it. And a little... um. Watch there be no key changes, and it's just like, <laughs> and it's just like going down a third, and I can't tell. Like, I will feel like a fucking dickhead. But um, anyway, um, yeah, I don't know that having that show end on such a um, devoid of any uh, self reflection type thing just feels <laughs> wrong to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But anyway, it's cute, I guess. Um, Cross the Line feels like the real ending to the show anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? I got you as such an epilogue, but... Um, <laughs> Cross the Line, great song. Fuck, mm-hmm. dude. That is musically the finale of the show, in my mind. Um, that's mm-hmm. how I register it. Yeah. Do we have anything else to say about this show? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I remember hearing about it when I was in high school, and I was like, well, that sounds stupid and terrible. And my friend Abby was like, agreed. And then I actually listened to it, and I was like, well, I stand corrected. It's pretty fun. (laughs) It is a lot better than you want it to be. Yeah, than Um, you would think, than it deserves to be. I got cast in it before I listened to the entire show, if I'm, Mm -hmm. like, being honest. Um, I only listened to the parts that I knew that the character that I was up for um, was in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then before we started rehearsals, I listened to the whole thing. Um, And I was like, oh, shit, this has some... uh, some straight bops in it um yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know it's it's a fun show it's do they it, it was like hard it was on like... my body but uh-huh. i emotionally could have done it for longer you know yeah yeah i'm just thinking because so much of it doesn't sound like real instruments especially when it gets into like the real cheerleading stuff like i wonder what that was like performing it live where they just like all right and press play and walk away like certainly they had an orchestra right yeah the um broadway company um there are moments in the in the uh broadway orchestrations that call for like having an electronic drum kit and Mm -hmm. this sample patch available to you um and there's like so many synth parts and i know that christine who md'd it at marymount had to modify parts of it Mm -hmm. um because like we didn't have an electronic kit we only used an acoustic kit our um sound effects were a lot more rudimentary when compared to what a Broadway sound designer would have been using. Uh Um, 
but I mean, it's it's the same way they do Hamilton. You know what I mean? If you watch the um, the pit videos for Hamilton or anything like that, I mean, those percussionists are just switching back and forth between acoustic and electric kits all mm-hmm. the time, and they have like a million presets uh, for what snare they want when, what hi hat they're going for. Um, so, uh, all this to say, yeah, it's, it's not a track. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I just know, like, I think of those like classic cheerleading noises of like the explosion and you're like, I don't think they're doing that. Like, I think that has to be, <laughs> that is that definitely a digital thing Yeah, on a sound pad mm-hmm. that a drummer is hitting at a certain That's point. Hot. Yeah. Um, that has to be what it is. Um, Uh I actually know the, um, uh, he wasn't the PSM. I think he might've just been an ASM, uh, on Broadway, Mm -hmm. uh, for this show. So I could ask him and be like, Hey, what, um, was that you calling it or was that the Yeah, I'd be interested to know that, uh, separation between what's being called and what is like, live happening yeah i I could i could try to find out but i don't fully know um right now yeah i also kind of forgot when i started this like meandering thought that there are there is like an in-between between like what sound does an instrument make regularly and versus like just calling a recording you know, because there's so much technology and, like, ways around stuff, especially with, like, <clears throat> percussion. Man. Yeah. There's so there's so many possibilities. And I think that's really exciting in, like, newer shows, like, Bring It On in Hamilton, that there's, there's, we keep exploring with instrumentation and all that we can bring to that. Because, like, we've heard old stuff, you know? So, like, what else? Yeah, even, even Great Comet has some, uh, pretty interesting drum uh tracking and the way that it switches from uh or through kits i guess Mm -hmm. um yeah dude musical theater is wild it's going in a cool direction right now i'm happy happy (laughs) about it (laughs) all right i feel like yeah i have no final thoughts on bring it on i (laughs) i I can say about it i don't i don't (laughs) either uh that's the thing um <laughs> that's the thing all right this has gone on for a bit so we're gonna we're gonna let this one come to a close and then start the other one separately okay okay, okay. so we're gonna we're gonna end this recording we are not yet don't don't get eager um i i i'm asking about logistics okay and i'd also like to get more iced tea before we come yes, back yes yes we will reconvene thomas okay good. um but first how I, how I end every episode. I, you said you didn't finish it, so you might not know this. But um, if you want to do any self-promo, this is oh. your moment. And also, you get to pick, slash have to pick, some work of art, slash artist, slash whatever that you like that you think other people should check out. Um, okay. Self-promo? <laughs> um... Other than the vamping you did, which was lovely. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I guess go to my website. Um, I 
I don't know when you're posting this, but I'm actually updating my website, I think, either tonight or tomorrow because I need to throw some other shit up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I got yeah. two episodes uh, banked right now, so this will let the soonest be out in, like, three weeks, give or take. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, I um, got my website, thomaskuklinski.com, K-U-K-L-E-N-S-K-I. Um, nice. I... Uh, I'm an actor, musical theater performer, uh, and uh, uh, looking for any agent, looking for any work. I know that live performance isn't really a thing right now, uh, and neither is film, Uh, but (laughs) when it's all back, I'm ready to work, so uh, find me there, or on Instagram. I also post fun shit there anyway um that's my self promo and then an artist that i think people should check out oh man okay um i can go right now if you need to think i got one ready yeah you go you go i, I always I, bring this on two. people at the end i forget to warn them and it makes them nervous um okay uh a musical artist i really like her name is sydney gish that's s i d n e y g-i-s-h she's so cool she's like around our age and has like two or three really cool albums out and i i just think she's super cool and she's like playing her guitar and it's great and her lyrics are always really interesting and i just think she's the coolest kid in town sydney gish we should all listen to her music that was wonderful Okay, the one that I'm going to promote is mm-hmm. um, uh, Kamasi Washington, jazz saxophonist and band leader. Um, he has four albums out, uh, but the one that I've been listening to oh. constantly is uh, The Epic, and it's a three-hour album that he did in 2015. Um, it's very good. Uh, he has a lot of guest vocalists on there. Um, I'm pretty sure Thundercat is his usual bassist, um, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, it, let me double check that because I don't want to be wrong. He uh, he might not play for everything for him. But um, I mean, like, just listen to Be Epic. Rerun Home. Uh, uh, Malcolm's Theme, mm-hmm. I believe, is the name of the other song. That I love. He does a jazz version of Claire de Lune, um, The Magnificent Seven. Just a lot How of great tracks. How do you spell that name? Each one is like ten to fifteen minutes because jazz, you know. Um, gotcha. K A M A S I Washington. Awesome. Okay, say bye, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And a Jeff. Okay, bye. Hey, bye, everybody. <laughs> I'll be back in uh, five minutes. So. Are you allowed to like say bad words? I don't know what the protocol yeah, is on this. You can okay. say whatever you want.